Trey, can you just put quacks over this whole thing? <laughs> Are we really not allowed to spoil Friends? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, man. It's a 10-year-old show. You can yeah. spoil it all you want. Welcome to Downloadable Coffee Dallas, the podcast where we recap the game community events happening around the DFW area and beyond, as well as look back at the topics that took over the VGOCC last week. We are your hosts, Daniel Shea and Michael Sewell. Let's look at the past events. What what happened? I don't actually... Uh, yeah, so not, mu- not much going on this month. There's a lot, of, uh, a lot of Halloween events, a lot of people doing you know their own personal stuff. Uh, but last week here at Nerdvana... Uh, Sorry, the restaurant next door. Side Night and Happiness was throwing an event to playtest and show off their new board game. Uh, I hear that went really well. Sweet. That sounds exciting. I, I like their stuff. Yeah. Do yeah, we have anything cool else? Uh, and then coming up soon, uh, most recent thing I could find is uh, Dallas Society of Plays doing their next show and play on November 12th. And I'm sure we'll have more events for you coming up. Sweet. <clears throat> so let's. Uh, this is going to be a short one. Let's let's just jump right into the recap. Recap. All right. What happened last week? Were you at the Thursday group? I was at most of the Thursday group. All right. Uh, yes, I was at the Thursday group. Uh, it was less formal than it normally is. Um, a lot of just kind of hangout discussion. That's cool. Um, kind of stuff. But yeah, um, I need to find these articles. Deal or no deal. People scamming deal or no deal arcade game. Uh, how, how, so I didn't read the article about this, but people were talking about, I guess, using slow motion on their phone cameras to mm-hmm. to trick the... Because they animate the... What, what's the game mechanic? It's like briefcases being rearranged or something. Right, like right. Okay. It's like the ball and cup kind of thing. Okay. But with a bunch bunch more of them. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, somebody using slow-mo on their phone camera to <clears throat> to see exactly where the like big prize went. Okay. Yeah, and I think I guess they said like they had to technically have a actual animation because otherwise it was construed as gambling and if you have an animation then it's it's not gambling. It's right. just sleight of hand. I guess there's some aspect of skill to it if it's okay. like you're quick enough to know where it went. Got the laser focus. Yeah, we were all making suggestions like, well, they could do this. Why did they let this happen? And it, it sounds like it really comes down to gambling laws. You can't put a gambling machine in an arcade, can oh, you? Uh, yeah. I wonder how much you can actually, like, what's the payoff of scamming a machine like that? Like, I wonder if it's one of those arcade machines like the, the grabbers or whatever, where you get a prize and you could okay. win, like, the PS4 or oh, win any of those. Gotcha. Or, um, what else happened this week? Um, so Wave Dash games layoffs. Um, and I missed this topic. So um, I know there have been a lot of layoffs in a few different areas of the gaming industry. We've talked a lot about Telltale recently. Um, yeah, yeah, they were a big one. Um, Wave Dash is fairly new. Okay. They were making a game called Icons. Uh, my understanding is it wasn't doing so hot, and they laid off a large majority of their staff. That's a bummer. Pretty recently, which sucks. I hope they find new gigs. Pour one out. So yeah. I guess. <laughs> Pour one out for our homies. Uh, 
yeah, the uh, PSVR hit a three million sales number, which is pretty good for a. Uh, is it a year and a half that it's been out now? That sounds right. That sounds. I'm trying to remember when my buddy Josh and I went halvesies on one, and I'm trying to remember when that happened. But a year and a half sounds right. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, we had a we had a little bit of discussion about that. A lot of people got into at, in the Friday group at least. A lot of people were like, "How does it compare to the Oculus?" Yeah, and the, and the Vive. Because you've got uh, I've got an Oculus. You've got an Oculus. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay. And of course, we upstairs we announced Borderlands VR, which I'm not going to talk much about that. But having used multiple systems, we were kind of comparing the differences and all that, and talking about Oculus's new Quest headset, the Oculus Quest. Which is a it's it's the first standalone one. It doesn't require your phone docking into it. It doesn't okay. require connection to your computer. Uh, it sounds pretty promising from what I've heard. It kind of has visuals like the Switch. Interesting. How long have you had an Oculus? I've had mine about a year and a half. Okay. How do you? I mean, how 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 much like VR gaming would you say you do compared to quote unquote regular gaming? I'd say of the total percentage of gaming that I do. VR takes up maybe 2%. Okay. I'm actually considering selling it, honestly. Gotcha. But we'll see what comes out soon. Yeah. I mean, I I love the idea of mm-hmm. VR, and the games that I have played, the immersion is fan. I mean, being able to sit in a Star Wars vehicle and, like, look around like it's like like it's just you're driving around your car, like, is... I mean, it's a fantastic experience, uh, but it doesn't seem to quite... Mm-hmm. taking off the way everybody wants it to. I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued to see where it goes, if if it's just going to die out for a while and then we'll have another wave in a few years. Or Yeah, and we, that might be the case. Honestly, the biggest hurdle for me is just the time to set it up. Yeah. Like, you got to make sure all the cables the are corrected properly, calibrate it, put the helmet on, put the, you know, get the controllers in your hands, go through the menus. It takes probably about 10 minutes more than any other, I don't know, Avenue to playing games. So it's 10 minutes of not playing my games. Yeah. Does, uh, <laughs> so does the Oculus have problems like fogging up or anything like that? The the PSVR we have, a couple of my friends had lots of troubles with it, like fogging up while they try. I, it didn't seem to affect me that way. But I've noticed it once or twice before, but it was probably bad after using it uh, and for like two hours straight. Gotcha. Like okay. I'm starting to get sweaty from, yeah. from doing Beat Saber or whatever else. That is a big hit at parties. It's, Beat Saber is yeah. great. So somebody was playing it. Um, the last uh, open beer club the, that we do, which is what, like the last... Last Tuesday last of every Tuesday month. Tuesday of every month. Yeah. That is coming up too. That's true. Um, the last one I went to, somebody brought that, but I was having weird like inner ear issues. Mm. Like where you get the pressures off or whatever, and I couldn't hear out of my right ear for like two days. So I wanted to play it, but... There was yeah. no way with my ear acting up that night. Looked like they were having a heck of a time. <laughs> uh, all right. Then we uh, we talked a bit about the... Uh, there was a Canadian hockey team where the coach had to ban Fortnite from the players because there were players that were up way too late playing it and some missing practices. And, stuff. and these are professional hockey players, right? Like, they're paid millions. Yeah. So at the very least, they should be attending their job, right? Maybe it's like grass is always greener. Like I wish I were, I wish I were a famous Fortnite player instead. You know? Yeah, they all want to be ninja <laughs> now. I guess it's just pretty interesting. Yeah, the it's so weird watching things change 
over the last like 20 years because mm-hmm. you know when we were little kids and playing games wasn't exactly the cool thing and now now even the athletes <laughs> the famous athletes yeah. may or may not have been giving us swirlies when we were kids for <laughs> playing games are, are <clears throat> damaging their their athletic careers playing games I don't know. makes me wonder what the what the actual percentage of the population is in the world that plays games now yeah it, we're at like what eight billion in the world yeah we've got to be some because i remember hitting seven billion god like just seven or eight years ago so we've got to be sitting somewhere around eight billion right now and fortnite hit one hundred thirty thousand million users alone so that's a pretty pretty nice chunk of percentage there i wonder how many more actually play yeah and weren't we just talking a couple weeks ago about like parents now and of like middle schoolers and high schoolers hiring like video game coaches for their yeah for their kids. not just game coaches but Fortnite coaches. Gosh, <clears throat> what a what a world! And uh, last week we had Star Citizen Con. Not not us. We didn't have it, but Star Citizen so Con. Somebody had it. Was a thing. Was it? Is it just called Citizen Con? Um, I actually don't know. That sounds right, but yeah. I, well, they showed off a new uh, <clears throat> new tra- uh, trailer for their standalone campaign. They, uh, from that trailer, I think they've hit like 195 million in crowdfunding now, which is pretty big. Yeah. Uh, That's a lot of money. It's funny. A lot of the group was speculating that it's like not going to work out and people are going to be frustrated and all that. But at the same time, this company has been showing in progress work consistently for, for a while now. So I'm just interested. It sounds like, you know, some of the, some of the frustrations, uh, that I was hearing, one of the guys that comes to Friday groups was an early investor, and his frustration is like the, I guess the things that keep kind of changing back and forth on throughout mm-hmm. development, and that I guess he was feeling there's a lack of commitment in like, are we going for a game to feel like an arcade type game, or are <coughs> we going for a like, real simulator kind of experience? Yeah, like a dichotomy in the design choices. Yeah. That's kind of what it sounded like. Uh, sounds interesting, though. Like, everything I've heard about the game is... I guess it's... I never had the... Uh, I don't know. Courage? I don't know what you'd call it. Like, I guess Eve Online always intrigued me, but not enough to, like, try and overcome that huge, steep learning curve of getting yeah. involved. And I guess <clears throat> it's also really, really expensive to get involved my biggest issue is the time. Uh, I started to get into it uh, yeah. a while back, back in high school. Uh, and it had, it may have changed since I last tried it, but it was kind of like everything required like real-time progress bars. So it'd be like, oh, you'll mine this thing in like five hours. And so it's like, come back later, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Pretty. Can't imagine having enough time to do that. <laughs> But the people who do love it, and man, are they man are they into it? And uh, last topic before we do our shoutouts and get into the expansion, uh, this has kind of been a big one making waves in the industry lately. Yeah. Uh, Rockstar, one of their producers, uh, announced proudly that their guys had been working hundred hour weeks uh, for a while now, or yeah, hundred hour weeks for however long. I don't. It wasn't clear how long he was saying yeah. that they'd been doing that. And uh, that made immediate waves in the history of developers chastising them for forcing their devs to do that. 
Yeah, I, I've heard a lot of people. Uh, they've been kind of blowing up Discord, talking like both mm-hmm. both sides saying back and forth, like, yeah, they're way overworking their people, and other people are coming out and saying, no, actually, that was like a misrepresentation of what's actually been going on. Most of them haven't been. Nobody's been forced to work more than like forty three hour work weeks or whatever. Maybe yeah, yeah. A couple people have chosen to work that much or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's a it's definitely an interesting topic. Um, and then last week, the recent development was that Rockstar, because the game is about to come out, I think it's this week actually, uh, they released their social media ban from their developers. So they allowed their developers to come out and talk about what their okay. what their experience has been. And yeah, there were there were many who were like, no, we didn't have to work as much as that. And then there were some who were like, well, we're this much. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. You know, uh, but jumping kind of a little bit into the expansion topic here, yeah. you know, it's the nobody was required to work this much, but that's legally they kind of have to say that, right? And yeah. it's not like they're they're forced to, but it it's kind of like they're encouraged yeah. to. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> like, and you know, this is not specific to only <laughs> Rockstar, but probably. You know, most companies that there there is kind of this toxic toxic sort of uh, peer pressure and stuff that goes into making you feel compelled to. Well, you know these these two people are working this much, and the boss seems to really like it when they do that. Like yeah, uh, yeah, that that kind of thing. If there's any hope of keeping up with so and so, yeah, that's probably getting too much into. Expansion topics. Should we do our shout-outs? Yeah, let's go ahead and do the shout-outs, and then we'll we'll continue full-on into the topic. So, as always, thank you to Nerdvana Coffee for hosting the podcast every week. They've been very gracious to let us use this booth, as well as uh, one of their larger tables every week on Fridays. Yeah, uh, this is a, and it's a great place. Uh, we've got excellent drinks and food, and super accommodating to our to our club and podcast. So, thanks a lot, guys. And uh, thank you, Trey, for editing our podcast, as always, doing a killer job. And Anwar, too, for putting them online and making sure that we're getting our quack done. Thanks to Rebecca, who is on sabbatical for a couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, She should be returning week after next. Sounds about right. Is that all the people to thank? Thank you to you, listeners. Yeah. Because we couldn't do what we do without somebody listening to it. Yes, we could. Then we... Do well, people listen to it? I'm not even I sure. I don't know. I've listened. I've <laughs> listened to some of them. Okay, cool. Yeah, I've listened to a few that I edited early on, but <laughs> I really haven't listened to it since then. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh yes, of course. If you want to join us at our meetups uh, for the VGOCC, we I are. You uh, should. Yeah, you definitely should. We're a large group. We have a lot of fun, uh, and we keep it civil. You know. Everybody has differing opinions, but it's a it's a good time. So Thursdays and Fridays, both at 8 a.m. Fridays here at Nerdvana Coffee up in Frisco. And Thursdays at the Whole Foods on Renner Road in Plano. Yep. Come hang out. Um, I mean, we have a hard cutoff at 9 o'clock, so we go through and discuss, you know, everybody posts um, usually game-related uh, news articles in our discord channel or on facebook and then we discuss those at the meetings and at nine o'clock you know we cut things off for the people who have to go to work and then we just hang out as long as whoever wants to hang out play board games whatever just shoot the wind 
Um, so come hang out. Yeah. All right. Back into the expansion topic. So, yeah. What crunch are we culture. discussing today? Crunch culture. Yeah. So, uh, t- talking about the rock star thing, you know, people are like, oh, I was working so many hours a week, or I was never required to, to work that amount, but I did anyway. And that's kind of that's kind of the big how they get you. Like, I've got a few anecdotes. Okay. There t- was, tell us tell us the tales. Yeah, there was a uh, working on on a past title. Uh, there was a point near the end of the development of the game where we had, you know, one major one or so major characters left, and I was assigned uh, one of those characters. And uh, it came down to the wire. We got the final final rig. I'm an animator, so I have to, to animate all the animations for this character in the game. We got the final rig like a month and a half before it had to be done, and normally it would take like three months to do. Uh, a full suite of animations for this character. Okay. They're like, oh, it's fine. Just, you know, tone down quality. And, of course, that's a subtle manipulation thing because, of course, I care a lot about the quality and the consistency yeah. of the quality in our characters. So instead of toning down quality, uh, I was very passionate about making sure that everything worked and instead crammed three months into a month and a half and worked 90-hour weeks on it. And it was only, you know, a month and a half of doing that, but it was still a lot of time, a lot of time. Yeah. And should should we ever really be in a position where we have to say it was only a month and a half of, like, grueling, excruciating work weeks, right? That's, right. Like, a month and a half is still... Well, even talking about it, it's, this is very weird, because even talking about it, I'm like, wow, a month and a half is like nothing compared to some of these oh. guys who've worked that for years. Yeah, yeah. Straight. Yeah. And it's... When you're passionate about things and, uh, you know, if you're, and a lot of people are of the mindset like, hey, if I'm going to attach my name to something, I, I want it to be quality because right. I want people to think of quality when they think of me and the work that I do. Um, it's easy to walk away from, like, for, for something to suck while you're in it. But then once you walk away, like, well, it didn't kill me so I guess technically it wasn't the hardest thing in the world because yeah I'm, I'm still alive like yeah and that that sucks because like having to it just escalates having to push yourself that much and then there's this expectation for everyone else to push themselves and it's kind of this one-upmanship kicks in and like and then that sets the bar and then the next time the project comes along you know the bar's already been set and it just right, gets right. worse and worse and worse and and then there's the other side of crunch where it's just you're very passionate about getting something done, right? And it's not like there's anything mandated. You just working your butt off. I've been there as well and done, you know, 60, 70 hour weeks for like six months stint. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was just because I was feeling it. I was like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really into working on it right yeah. now. Right. Uh, but by the end of that, you know, all the all the late nights start to get to you. It hurts your relationships a little bit. You fall behind on your destiny milestones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it, it hits your social life. It hits so many aspects. Yeah. And I know a lot of employers try to... I have uh, worked at a place, and you know, due to things I've signed, I can't talk about... Uh, can't name companies or anything. Like right, that. right, but, right. But I have... Um, I I have worked at a place where, you know, starting out, I was exempt from overtime and then was being asked to work like these 70 and then 80 and then 90, you know, crazy long hour work weeks. And it 
got to a point where they finally like at least approved employees earning overtime. And then it was like when, you know, all these discussions had happened, like, Hey, this is unethical. Nobody should be like expected to work this much. And, um, you know, so then they finally approve overtime and then still have this expectation and the deal is, well, Hey, we're paying you overtime now. And does that make it okay? Do you think like, I feel like that makes it slightly more okay, but that doesn't mean that it's like a relative okay, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, like if if people are willing to and want to work that much for the overtime, that's one thing. But to still act like it's mandatory, like, yeah. no, you need to sign your life away to this company at the expense of your family or your other obligations or, you know, a lot of people are, are doing night school and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then their grades are suffering. And I don't know. It's, it's tough. Yeah. I understand businesses have to run, but. Well, most game companies uh, that I'm aware of don't actually pay overtime hours. Their employees are salaried and they have benefits, so they don't get any overtime. Pay, yeah. Right. That's, but then there's the promise of benefits, uh, like bonuses or royalties yeah. or things like that, if the game does well, and it further incentivizes, like, make sure the game is good. Which, of course, anybody working in games is, I hope, passionate about working in games. Why else would <laughs> they be there? Not doing it very long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Due to, you know, the, due to the crunch culture in, in the games industry, the average career lifespan of... Uh, a develop, a, uh, I cannot talk this morning. Of a developer is about five years. That's right. I remember you were saying something about it a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. Man, that's that's crazy. How, how if I can ask, how long have you how, how long have you been? Um, I've been in five and a half now. Okay. So I plan on sticking with it. Beat the odds. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I'd only heard that after I'd already been in for five years. Okay. Interesting. But I still love working well, on it. So glad you survived it. Yeah. <clears throat> But it's not just games, right? Like, the crunch kind of mindset can hit any industry. Yeah. Especially in that rat race for trying to get the next position or yeah. Yeah. management position or... I don't know what industries are like. Other industries. <laughs> yeah. I've only been in games. <laughs> that and Blockbuster. <laughs> Tell us about Blockbuster Crunch. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it was uh, terrible candy that they sold for 25 yeah. cents. Candy but. and, uh, I'm trying to remember the, did, did y'all, cause I've had a couple other friends that worked at Blockbuster. Did y'all have to sell like, was it just memberships or lines of credit? Is there Blockbuster credit? No, it wasn't credit. It was, uh, their Netflix like movie service Okay, where you, you would mail or they would uh, mail gotcha. movies to you. Yeah. For, which for a while they had an even better deal than. Netflix. When I know when shipping discs was still the main thing that, yeah, yeah, that, and streaming was sort of like just starting uh, for a while. Blockbuster came out with an even better deal than Netflix's. Yeah, it was interesting because I was working there uh, for about a year and a half, and I worked there until my store closed. <clears throat> but they were still having us push those memberships and getting emails and all of that. And honestly, I was like, are, maybe maybe it's we, you, man. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe it's you. I close stores. Maybe you're writing out all the all the layoffs in the game industry that are happening right now. That's you're heralding the apocalypse. Oh gosh. Oh gosh. 
no, those those kind of things have been happening for a while. Yeah. I'm just but, kidding. Yeah. You're not cursed. I don't think you're cursed, Michael. I'm worried if I'm cursed. I just like to know if I'm cursed. <laughs> and I can use it to my benefit. Yeah, sort right? of like monetize that. How can you monetize a curse? You That's can monetize a, anything. You you can. Probably an expansion topic for next week. <laughs> How to monetize Monet- a curse. The monetization of cursing. But that could be the title of this week's episode. Yeah. Yeah, but continuing on crunch. Uh, it's really like it's it's great to be passionate about a project. It's also very easy for some to see your passion for a project and kind of manipulate you into having or using that passion, right? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, you, you devs out there, be careful. Have yeah. a good work-life balance. At least be healthy, you know, yeah, work out some, once in a while. Eat. Get some rest. Yeah. It's It feels, to me, it feels very backwards in most cases, like... Uh, you know, I've worked a lot of places where, where the the low people on the totem pole, as they say, were expected to pull these like hundred hour work weeks, and the people at the top, it was like you know, from their mindset, they had they had already put in the work, and now they get to reap all the benefits. So everybody else works all these crazy, crazy long hours, and they come in maybe one or two days a week, and I feel like it should be the opposite. Like, I feel like. Entry-level people should be expected to work a normal 40-hour work week. I think that's reasonable. Um, if if there is, like, a busy season, then maybe a little bit more than that is reasonable. But, but the, like, committing your life to the company is something that I feel the people at the top that are making all the, all the real money off of it and stuff, like, if that expectation is going to exist on anyone, it should, it should exist on them. I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a common uh, idea about how it's kind of structured. Um, from what I've seen, I'm not anywhere near up in the top of a company, but from my interactions with higher ups in companies and kind of how they operate, it's it's not that they're only in the office one or two days a week. It's yeah. that they never leave the office. If you know what I mean. Like that, gotcha. it becomes literally their life. If they're not there, they're on a plane to discuss business deals and all of that, you know, with other companies, right? So there, it's always on. I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, I'm not in that, right? Yeah. So I don't, I don't have to worry about that. But imagine if anytime you looked at your phone, you had to, had to deal with like five separate business dealings. Oh man, yeah. It's- what if your phone became your work? <laughs> yeah, it is, it's it is ridiculous. But and if you live for that, you know that's that's fine as a personal choice. If that's if that's really where all your satisfaction comes from, but it's like uh, arrogant and I don't know to to project that onto everyone else. Like, well, I live for this, yeah. So all of yeah. my subordinates should too. Is a little strange. Maybe it is just that. Maybe it's just like a subconscious projecting. Yeah. But I I have definitely worked places where it was the opposite, where the higher-ups just, like, they felt they had put in their time, and so they, like, you know... Really? There may be occasionally, like, if there's a meltdown or something, they may have to come in at 2 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) But, But for the most part, they're only there a couple days a week, and 
mm-hmm. everyone else is expected to work these crazy long hours. It's like, what? For pennies on the dollar compared to what you're pulling in off this? Well, it's used as a joke, too, right? I was watching Friends recently, like last week or something, and uh, what episode? I don't, I don't remember what the episode was, but uh, Chandler, one of the friends, he works at this big company, and he's the big boss now, and he hears his previous coworkers, you know, from before he was the big boss, uh, making fun of him, right? So yes. at the very end of the episode, when he, like, gets over the fact that they're doing it, he, uh, he catches them in the act, and he's like, what were their names? All right, they're going to work this weekend. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, what a good show. That is, I, that is one that when I'm between other shows and finding it difficult to, mm. like I'll watch the first couple episodes and if it doesn't really grab me, then I usually end up going back to Friends and just picking you know, my favorite episodes throughout. I just rewatched London Part 1 and 2. Spoilers. Spoilers, if you haven't watched Friends, where Monica and uh, Chandler... Trey, can you just put quacks over this whole thing? (laughs) (laughs) Are we really not allowed to spoil Friends? No, no, it's fine, it's fine. Oh, man. It's a 10-year-old show. You can spoil it all you want. Sorry, Monica and... And Chandler finally become a thing. Right, right. London Part 1 and 2, one of the greatest episode pairs ever. There's also, I guess, a London Part 1 and 2 and Parks and Rec. Yes. Which are also pretty great. Yes. Yeah, Parks and Rec is my usual go-to. Yeah. I think we've watched that through like six times. Well, anyway, I guess that's uh, that's all we got about Crunch today. Keep it down out there. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck with that. (laughs) All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. Have a good week, and uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween, yeah. It's the spooky cast. I guess that's next week. We'll do spooky. Spooky. Spooky.